everybody, and welcome back. This is episode eight of Letters to the Living Podcast. Wow, let me tell you something. A lot has changed in the last few months. Just some really eye-opening, self-reflecting, incredible lessons I have learned. What I'm going through right now in my life and podcasting and putting myself out there has so many similarities with people who are in the depths of their grief journey. I have been listening to my past episodes and it's painful. (laughs) I'm in a much better place now than when I was, let's say a week and a half ago. When we hear the saying, we are our own worst critic. Oh my gosh. I was having this conversation with a really good friend of mine and I was telling her, I don't make sense. The messages aren't clear. Are people gaining value from this? My interviewing skills, I was super flat on that interview. Like I was berating myself. I was really putting myself back to the old Miranda. And (laughs) I thought I had knocked down all those limiting beliefs before I hit record. You know, I thought I've done so much work in the last few years to get to where I am today. I bring this up because as you continue to grow and put yourself out there and go beyond the comfort zone, your limiting beliefs will surface. The old language that you used to talk to yourself or used to tell yourself, it will come up. But it's all about awareness. So when I was having this... (laughs) this self-destruction pity party, I gave myself a day to work through it. I didn't shove it under the rug. I didn't say, no, Miranda, that's not true. Just keep going. I had to work through those negative words I was telling myself and understanding that this show isn't really about me. To a certain degree, it is because I knew I needed this to help me grow even more and to give me some lessons that I needed to learn. But in the big picture, this show is about helping people work through their grief and death and creating a new life and helping people understand, yeah, you may feel like you're going through an identity crisis. And you don't know how to move on to the next day without your person. And I have learned along my grief healing journey that that we can't do these hard things by ourselves. It is unfair to do it by yourself. There is so much support out there. And there are incredible therapists who will understand you and know your language and know your loss. And there are some people who you're going to meet along the way that have no clue what you're going through, but that's all part of it. So in 2020, when, if I were to ask myself, Miranda, it's time to put your podcast out there. It was a hell no, no, mm -mm, I'm not doing it. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I have done so much work, inner work the last two years and got really hyper-focused on why I'm here. 
what my purpose is, what the message is, how can I help people? How can I help myself? And once I got to this point, this show being so crystal clear, I'm doing a disservice to myself by not getting out of this comfort zone. This is uncomfortable for me. I'm no longer in the hell no stage, obviously, because I can hit record. Every time I do hit record, I question. I think it's important for you to know that. Being uncomfortable and doing things outside of your comfort zone is difficult. But I have learned so much about myself from episode one to episode eight. And not to mention the incredible and beautiful people that I have been able and had the privilege to interview. Like this podcast, it makes me emotional. It has been life-changing for me. Are my downloads massive? No. Is my Instagram account blowing up? No. But it's not about that. It's not about me. It's about you. It's about you knowing that you are going to get through this but you have to do the work and you have to be willing to put yourself out there to learn and grow and heal. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And it's important to know the difference of where you're at in your journey. Are you in the hell no stage? I'm not doing that. I'm not calling that therapist. I'm not joining that support group. I'm not talking about it. If you're in that stage, that's okay. I have been there many, 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 many times. But what's really important to recognize is being able to shift from the resistant stage to the uncomfortable stage or the hell no stage to the uncomfortable stage. Because there is a huge difference between the two. If you are forced to call that therapist, join the group, start talking about it, and you do it just to appease the people around you, you probably won't gain a lot out of it. You're not going to gain the value that it will offer because you are going up with a barrier. You're, You're blocking yourself. You're going up with resistance. And when we are forced to do something, we don't gain anything from it. But if you are at a point in your journey where you're thinking, yeah, I am ready for support. I think I do want to pick up that book. Or maybe I will buy that grief course or sign up for that support group or call that therapist. If you feel that you are ready for support, but it feels really uncomfortable, sign up. Sign up and just do it. Just hit record. Sign up. Because yes, along the way, old stories will pop up, emotions will surface, it can get a little ugly, but this is the part where you learn and you grow and you keep pushing forward because you will gain something out of it. You will become a better person from it. We cannot, cannot do hard things by ourselves. It gets really lonely and dark. I want to bring something up about friends and putting, I don't know, how, how am I going to say this? This may not resonate with everybody. It did for me. There were a few friends in my life who I talked to a lot about Lance's death, uh, my mistakes, my wins, just some really heavy stuff. 
And I'm lucky enough to have these friends hold that space for me. But I learned that I was relying on them to continue to hold that space for me every time I talked. And it's not, it wasn't fair for them. I was putting these expectations on my friends that because you're my friend, you need to hear me and you need to be there for me. And yes, to a certain point, absolutely. We do need to have friends and family around us that we can trust and talk to. But when you get to a point where you're ready to start opening up, you won't want to stop talking about it. It's like a sweater that (laughs) starts unraveling. And then now you have this big ball of yarn in front of you and you're trying to work through all the knots through this big ball of yarn. And it's unfair to put that pressure on our friends because it gets heavy. And most of the time, our friends, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So that's when it's really important to find that help and that support. Now, don't get me wrong. I hope this isn't coming off the wrong way. Like, I'm not trying to say don't talk to your friends and family. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think it's really important to have those people around you. It's also really important to seek support in other areas with people who actually are going through what you're going through. Having someone in your life who knows what to say, having somebody who can give you some really valuable tools and knowledge and excuse me, and grief exercises to do and who is going to encourage you to do the work. And I know I've said this so many times in past episodes, and it's really like my favorite word is awareness. Being aware. Where are we at? Where are you at? And I want you to ask yourself, am I ready to get the help and the support I need? Am I ready to put myself out there? Am I ready to talk about it? So if you are at a point where you are ready to put yourself out there and you don't know what to do, you've got to start somewhere. Just start somewhere. Just take that first step if you haven't. And if you haven't opened up to a close friend yet, maybe that's a really good start. Just tell your friend, hey, I I think I'm ready to start talking about it. And when you get comfortable talking about it, then that's when you start shifting from the hell no stage to the uncomfortable stage and ready to start taking your grief on and ready to start healing it and yourself and the loss and finding the new you and creating this new relationship with your people who have passed on and working through the unresolved issues. It's important to take it step by step. If we try to tackle everything at once, you will go back to your comfort zone, which is being alone and not talking about it and kind of storing it away, keeping it in, in, in the shelves, those dusty shelves in the kitchen that you didn't realize you had a George Foreman grill sitting there for two years. Don't let your, don't let your grief be that appliance sitting in the back of the cabinet. <laughs> Bring it out. Use it. In 2021, I started grief circles, virtual grief circles. It was a way for me to, it was an easy way for me to put myself out there and start getting comfortable with uh, talking about grief and holding space for people. Some grief circles, no one showed up. Some one 
per, one person showed up. Um, there was a few circles where six showed up. I'm like, yes, yes, this is great. Six people. It's amazing. And then something didn't feel right about it. I'm like, nope, it's not time yet. I know I can do it. I proved to myself that I can host a grief group, a grief circle, but there was something more I needed. And it was really this podcast. I needed to push myself a little bit more. So now that I'm here in this space, just really getting comfortable with this new role and this purpose, I'm starting the grief circles back up. And the next one is Tuesday, next Tuesday, November 22nd at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, which would be 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you don't know where to start, start with me. You don't have to share. You don't have to show your face if you don't want to. But I encourage you to. I encourage you to get comfortable crying in front of people, people you trust, right? And this grief circle really helps you work through your emotions in a conscious way. And not only that, there's going to be other people there who get it, who get what you're going through, who get how hard it is with this new identity and this new life and this loss and trying to balance life while working through one of the hardest life lessons you've ever been given. And guess what? It's free. I knew that I wanted to give back to people and I didn't know what that looked like until I got the idea of doing the grief circles. And it brings me so much joy to see people showing up for themselves and ready to take on their emotions and work through the hard stuff and hearing other people's stories because we all learn from each other. We may not, someone may not have your exact story or the exact experience you went through, but death brings the same emotions for everybody. That's what's important to understand. I'd love to have you there. You can sign up on my website, mirandamay.net, under free grief circles. And it'll be an hour long. And you're going to want to bring your journal because writing is one of the most powerful tools you can use along this, this path. We hear it over and over and over. Journal, 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 write, write, write. Listen, it's, it's real. (laughs) They're not lying. It is an incredible way to actually have this chemical and physical release of what you're holding inside of you and putting it out on paper. I don't always give myself the time to write something that I'm still working on. Writing it out was, was a really big step for me. But now that I'm getting into the practice of journaling and writing down fun ideas and creative ideas or really hard emotions, sometimes I just write down words. Sometimes I don't even make sense, but that's okay because I'm doing something. Just do something, start somewhere and begin to put yourself out there. And if you're in the hell no stage, fine, that's okay. We've all been there. But don't sit in that space for too long. And another thing about the grief circles is I hope it's just temporary support or just one tool you use to get you to the next step. You know, what if you did a course or went to a retreat and then you were also doing the support groups and then you had a therapist? I mean, wow, that is 
really putting yourself out there. But the more you put yourself out there, I'm going to say it, I think the quicker results you get or the the quicker you are to make that turn, the quicker it is for you to be where you need to be to start feeling, I don't know, happy and joyful and at peace. The next few episodes are going to be interviews. And oh my gosh, I am so excited for these next two interviews that are happening. One of them is Maddie. Maddie is Walker's sister. Have you guys heard the Moggy and Walker episode? Moggy is Walker's mom. She talks about her journey with losing her son to suicide. And Maddie is the one who had found him. And she has had a really hard time working through it. And rightfully so. But when she heard her mom's episode, she reached out to her mom and said, I want to do it. (laughs) I could cry. I could cry right now because this is what it's about. It's helping people understand it's going to be really uncomfortable for her to share her story, really uncomfortable, but she knows that she's going to gain something from it. And maybe deep down, she knows that it's going to help the other people out there who have found their loved ones after they took their life. So I am having coffee with her tomorrow. I hope she agrees to do it. Just really special, just really, really special work. And I'm I feel very grateful that I've been led on this path. Okay. I'll see everybody on Tuesday, November 22nd at 6 p.m. Mountain Time for a one-hour free virtual grief circle. To get the Zoom link, please register on my website. Um, I'm going to conclude this episode with a letter. I wrote my friend a letter. Uh, She's stuck. She's just kind of in a stuck place and having a really hard time putting herself out there and um, asking for help and support. And I hope this letter not only encourages her to take um, a step towards her healing journey, but it could also maybe encourage others. Okay, everybody, thanks so much. Stay tuned for the letter. Dear Feeling Stuck, This part of the grief healing journey is one of the hardest parts. The feeling of being stuck with no direction is scary because we're not sure what the future holds for us. When we're stuck, we feel like we're living life in survival mode, just trying to get by. And when someone like your dad, who is your everything, is no longer in this physical world, I understand that this loss will only set you back further because he was the one who guided you along the way. And now you feel like you're left to paddle by yourself upstream. It's hard when the parent you favored the most dies first, because the other parent that challenges you the most will never understand how significant this loss is for you. I'm not sure how else to say this, but working through the complicated relationship you have with your mom is part of this process. This is part of your life's journey. And deep down, your mom is suffering more than you'll ever know. She has never given herself the opportunity to work through her pain and loss 
so it's only natural that she projects her hardships on you. I know when your dad was alive, he was your sounding board when your mom stirred up conflict. He was the trusted alliance you could turn to. But dad hasn't gone anywhere. He knows that his death has forever changed you. He knows the constant challenges you face with yourself, your mom, and the world around you. He knows this loss is holding you back from making your dreams into a reality. When we are lost and stuck in life, it's hard to put ourselves out in the world and fulfill our purpose. It's difficult to know what our purpose even is. But I know, you know, how you want to show up. I know, you know, what your strengths are. There's a part of me that wants to save you. I'd love to buy you and your kids a new home so you can remove yourself from the toxic relationships that hold you back. If I could, I'd pay you a decent salary so you could come help me. If I could, I'd buy you a new car so you had reliable transportation and you didn't have to rely on your mom's car. If I could, I'd help you hire a babysitter a few times a week so you could get a break and focus on your dreams. I can only imagine how difficult it is to raise two children as a single parent. And I know it's hard to put yourself out there when grief and loss are taking control. The challenges you're facing today are just temporary, and you will not be in this position permanently. I know you can start rewriting your story. I know you will soon be able to afford your own place, create boundaries with your mom, buy a new car, use your creative marketing ideas to help other businesses flourish, and I know you will find a love that you've always been dreaming about. You deserve it all, and I know it'll be you who saves you. But it's important to heal your past so you can create a new beginning. I believe in you. Your dad believes in you. You just need to believe in yourself. Take your first step towards healing your grief so you can begin to understand that you never really lost dad. He's just in another form. Talk to your kids about grandpa. Tell them you miss him. Ask them what they miss about him. Look at pictures. Cry. Laugh. And feel all the emotions that surface when you bring him back into your life. Bake his pumpkin pie this Thanksgiving. And every time you take a bite, feel his presence and love all around you. We have to do uncomfortable things in order to grow and heal. And we will often get in our own way because of fear. It's time to shift out of the resistance stage and step into the uncomfortable stage and just go for it. It's okay to ask for help and support because it's a lonely and dark road when we walk it by ourselves. Come take your first step with me so you can begin to see the greatness that I see within you. You've got this. With love, Miranda.